0: You are locked on NFL, your daily NFL podcast, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day firing it up on a Friday. It's the locked on NFL podcast, your host, Bo Brock, your boy Q hanging out with you. And we've got a lot to talk about a franchise quarterback, not happy with his franchise, Deshaun Watson, frustrated with the Texans. We're going to get into the conversation. Do you deal him? Do you refuse to deal the quarterback? We get into the wild card weekend. Of course, we got to crack that six pack. We're going to be breaking down all the biggest games, actually, just all the games of wild card weekend, which ones we think are going to be the best to watch. And then our guy, Chad Milman of the Action Network, the favorites podcast, he comes in with the best betting insight you can find. As far as the wild card weekend goes, it's our first podcast of the New York New Year, at least as your host on the Friday edition of the Lockdown NFL podcast. Bring in my co-host, your boy Q Q. What's going on, my man? Man, just happy to be
1: here on the new year. Like you said, it's the first show that we've done in a while, man. We've uh, had a kind of crazy schedule with the holidays, but we're here. We're back at it feeling good about ourselves and we got playoff football to talk about. So it doesn't really get no better than this. It absolutely does not. This is
0: just a wild time of the year. You think, you know, these NFL teams and the next thing you know, some of the favorites, they're going home come the end of the weekend. We'll talk about which teams could potentially be playing their last game of the 2020 season. So let's get into the news, though, about Deshaun Watson. Frustrated with the Houston Texans staff uh, or just their franchise after they apparently – asked his, uh, for his input as their new general manager, search, and then kind of just went and signed Nick Casario instead yep. of uh, asking for Watson's
1: input. Yeah, it's, it's a strange situation. Um, I think that there's a, probably a lot of players there in, in Houston that aren't really happy with everything that's going on in the front office, and I could easily see Deshaun Watson being one of them. But at the end of the day, Deshaun Watson is like the mayor in Houston. I don't think Deshaun Watson pays to eat in Houston. He's beloved by the fans. He's beloved by his teammates, and he should be beloved by the new GM, Nick Casario, just coming over from the Patriots. So uh, regardless if he's upset, regardless if he's a little bit uh, butthurt and not feeling uh, the moves that uh, Casario's making, or even Casario getting hired in general, um, that guy, you don't make a move. Uh, you don't let that guy go. I don't care if they give you a King's ransom, man. You you. It's so hard to find as you very well know and I very well know it's very hard to find a franchise quarterback in the National Football League when you have one you hold on to him yeah no doubt about it of course
0: you're the host of the Lockdown Raiders podcast I'm the host of the Lockdown AZ Cards podcast Deshaun Watson he is a guy that when you find the type of quarterback that he is a guy that led the NFL in passing yards this season with 4,800 you develop him out of Clemson You do everything in your power not to let him leave. I mean, that's why, Q, at the end of the season, even after the final whistle blew, we saw the video. We've all seen it on social media of J.J. Watt. He didn't even let him get to the locker room before he was like, yo, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for my role and why we didn't get you to where you deserve to be the caliber of signal caller that you are.
1: Right, and I mean, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. He's a lot of fun to watch. He's entertaining. I mean, the dude is a hell of a leader, a hell of a player, clutch. When the lights shine bright, he shines bright. You know I mean? It's just, that's who he is. And so uh, the the Texans would be silly uh, to move on from him. And, and, you know, I I mentioned a King's Ransom. It would take a King's Ransom and then some to even make the Texans think about moving on from Deshaun Watson. And look, I, I get it. He's not happy. I get it. He might go to the office and say, hey, look, I don't want to be here. Trade me. That means nothing. They just gave that dude a boatload of money. They gave him a huge contract, which is very movable, by the way. I'll just say that just to add a little intrigue to it, I guess. The contract is very movable. But, uh, yeah, they're, they're not thinking about moving on from Deshaun Watson and then going back to the drawing board. I'll tell you right now, if you were to go, say the, uh, say the Jaguars said, you know what, I'd rather have Deshaun Watson than Trevor Lawrence. What are you going to do then if you're the, the Texans? You're going to go take that number one pick and you're going to get Trevor Lawrence? Are you sure that you're going to be happy? No, so that would just be shooting yourself in the foot. We know everyone knows who Deshaun Watson is. Trevor Lawrence, right great, great in college, doesn't guarantee that he's gonna be great in the NFL. So you don't move on from, from Deshaun Watson. Even if he's unhappy, you don't move, you don't move him. Uh you just basically grin and bear it and uh and he'll be all right. And when it's time to, to get out there on the field with his teammates, he's a hell of a teammate. He's gonna make it happen.
0: Yeah, as far as the Houston Texans is the organization goes they really just have to weather this offseason. If Casario is the guy that they believe he is in the general manager position, I mean, a lot of success in New England, but a lot of people have success in New England, and once they leave, they don't have a whole lot of success outside of Tom Brady. But if Casario can be the guy that they think he can be, they just have to weather this offseason, keep Watson happy enough to where he's not just being a problem inside that locker room, or at least showing up to do his job. And then once you start to win, win cha- winning changes everything. Once they start to get pile up some Ws, and Castellio, you know, puts the pieces around Watson that are necessary to get those Ws, he's going to change his mindset. He's going to change his perception of this this organization that's been kind of a dumpster fire the last year and a half
1: right and look let's make no mistake about it Deshaun Watson plays in Houston but he's no James Harden he's not a guy that's going to go ahead and and act like he's disgruntled he's going to be a good soldier in the locker room I mean that's just who he is he's cut like that he would not uh, be a disruptive force in the the locker room so he's going to handle his business he may sit down and say hey we need to have a a meeting about the direction that we're going and just get on the same page but he will never ever be a dude who goes out there and shows his ass and and acts a fool you know so he's he's going to do what he's got to do he's going to show up and and do what he what he has to do to lead that team so uh yeah no no concerns about Deshaun and no no thoughts at all and it's so funny Bo and I got I guess I can wrap it up with this there's there's it's so funny to see every fan base just about unless you have a very elite quarterback every fan base is like well what does it take what is it gonna take hey go make a call go get it go get it done like every I guess that's gonna be the offseason hype now for all the teams that aren't playing in the playoffs what's it gonna go take go get that quarterback look there ain't enough money in the world that you can go throw at the Houston Texans. There are enough draft picks in the world to get Deshaun Watson out of Houston. Not happening. Don't uh, don't get, don't get a uh, go, get hot and bothered about it because it's just like I said, it's not happening.
0: Yeah, well, here's the thing, Q. Dreaming is free. That's that's it costs you nothing. And and all those fans of those fan bases that probably have a void at quarterback, they're just in la la land, dreaming of what it could, what Deshaun Watson could do for their organization. And it just, it's not happened. I think both you and I are in agreement. And then if you look at maybe the Houston Texans, I mean, one way you could make him happy, you might have not involved him in their GM search, but you can certainly make him and put him it right in the thick of searching for your next head coach. And when you look at it, you, you've got a franchise quarterback like Deshaun Watson. If you're If you're a head coach or a candidate that is in demand, you know, a guy like Watson being in place in Houston has to make that one of the more appealing jobs that has a vacancy right now.
1: Yeah, it does. And for me, that actually makes it appealing job number one for me. That's numero uno is the one in Houston because of that factor right there. Deshaun Watson. Plus, if you saw what they did offensively this year, they have an offense. They even given up DeAndre Hopkins, which I thought was insane by Bill O'Brien, one of the many reasons why he got fired. But, uh, they still were able to put up points. They were able still to put up yards. They still had many guys show up and, and perform. What let them down was the defensive side of the ball. So if they're able to correct the defense, I think that they're the, the team that probably rebounds quicker than the other teams uh, just because you know they have a really potent offense and you know what Deshaun Watson brings to the table. That makes it the most intriguing job for me is the, the Houston Texans. But I know there's a big argument out there for the Jacksonville Jaguars who hold the number one overall draft pick. And I got one more for you. I mean, in the Los Angeles Chargers, Justin Herbert, the, yep. I mean, the biggest
0: thing is, is the quarterback. One's not in place, but you can only assume. Trevor Lawrence had the video out there earlier this week announcing that he's going pro. He's going to forego his senior season. You know, the the, the worst kept secret in the world <laughs> at that time. Right. He's going to be a Jacksonville Jaguar. So you've got Lawrence pretty much a Jacksonville Jaguar quarterback. You got Herbert in yep. the fold. you you know, NFL offensive rookie of the year. It hasn't been awarded to him but you can start you know dusting off his mantle place for that trophy yeah and then you got deshaun watson matt ryan's there in atlanta but he's kind of got a bad contract you don't know if you got to move off of ryan and that vacancy for the falcons isn't as appealing as those other jobs with those young quarterbacks potentially in place and then you've got the lions and the jets i don't know let's let's give some let's give a ranking here so are you saying the text? you you believe that the texans is number one
1: yeah, I got, I got Houston at 1, and I'll say, like I mentioned, the Jaguars, I'll say that they're at 1A, and this is why. Not because of Trevor Lawrence, but because they do hold that number one overall pick. They have 11 draft picks in the upcoming draft, and they have $100 million in cap space. And, Bo, I'm not a GM. I'm not a talent evaluator outside of what I think I do at my home studio. I will tell you this. If you give me 11 draft picks and number one overall, and you give me $100 million in salary cap space, I could put you a team. I could put a team together. Now, I wouldn't get the contracts right. I'd overpay. I'd do a whole lot of weird things, and you'd probably be in salary cap jail in like a year, but you would have some talent on your field. That's what I'm trying to tell you. With 11 picks and the number one overall and plus $100 million, I'll get you some talent.
0: And hopefully a guy that's going to come in there and and be the right head coach for the first time in a long time for Jacksonville. I got to go with the Chargers for number two, so we're kind of going back and forth. who, Who do you have number three behind that, Jags?
1: Oh, man. Uh, I think Atlanta is is, uh, intriguing because they do have a quarterback. It's always great to have that established quarterback. So I would say Atlanta, yeah, because... Detroit, I don't know if anything goes to Detroit to succeed. You know what I mean? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll with Atlanta. Uh, I don't think Matt Ryan's going to be uh, moved on from there. I think it, it'll cost him too much money against the cap, uh, too much dead money. And uh, they have Julio Jones. They have Calvin Ridley. Uh, they have Arthur Blank as their owner. I mean, you know, they have a nice new stadium there in Atlanta and the ATL. Uh, I think that it's got to be Atlanta's up next. Atlanta,
0: you've got, as you mentioned, a lot of good young parts, too. I mean, Calvin Ridley yeah. emerging as one of the good wide receivers, a compliment to Julio Jones, a threat in his own right. And then you've got a couple teams here. This is going to be tough to, to decide between the Jets and the Lions. It's kind of pulling up the rear cue as far as destinations. A, a head coaching candidate would want to call home next season.
1: Yeah, you know, and, and really, it's a coin flip between the Jets and the and the Lions, and this is why. I think the ownership for both is terrible. You know what I mean? Yep. And, and and it starts at the top, man. You're only as good as your leadership, and in the NFL, it's your ownership. If you have good ownership, then you have an opportunity to succeed. I don't think that the Jets are owned by a, a very good family, and I don't think that the Lions are owned by a very smart football family. I, I just don't think that they got that going on. Um I, you know what, just because the jets found a way to screw up the number one overall pick, I'm going to go with the lions next. And then, and then the jets are going to pull up the rear.
0: Yeah. Can the, I, you know what I, the, the jets do have a, a considerable amount of assets. We'll see what they do at the quarterback position. Are they going to move off of Darnold? That's going to be huge. But uh, if you're a head coach and you're kind of, uh, you've got some other opportunities here and the the, what the four other teams we had mentioned, I I would have a tough time picking East Rutherford and gang green over some of those four other teams, whether it's the Falcons, Texans, Chargers, or Jags in front in, 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 in place of the New York jets. I I just, I would have a tough time. Same thing goes for the lions. You're kind of stuck there with, uh, with Matt Stafford, that contract and not, not a whole lot of talent on that roster already. It's the Locked On NFL Podcast. Your boy Q, Bo Brock, hanging out with you. Give us a follow on Twitter, at your boy Q254, at Bob Brock, easiest way to find me, and at Locked On NFL Pods. We're going to get into our six-pack. It's a full weekend worth of wild card games. We're going to break them all down, plus our guy Chad Millman coming up later in this episode. It's the Locked On NFL Podcast. Let me tell you this, Q. I am not a car guy. I don't know anything about my vehicle in you know what, now I feel a little bit smarter because at least I'm saving myself some money from a reliable place like rockauto.com. It's crazy because chain stores, they have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. Rockauto.com prices are the same for everybody and reliably low. Rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than charging, changing prices based on the market, which would bear like airlines do rockauto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login right now. Go to rockauto.com. See all the parts that are available for your car or truck, right locked on. And how did you hear about us? So they know that we sent you. It's amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com.
1: And here we are back on the locked on NFL podcast on this Friday. January 8th, 2021, Bo Brock and your boy Q. And traditionally, here in segment number two, we always open up our six-pack. We always find six games that we're intrigued by. Well, if you look at the schedule, there's six games in this weekend. There's six wild-card games, uh, six games this wild-card weekend that we're all excited about. And so uh, it's no it's no guess on what games we're going to have, but which one of the games is going to intrigue us the most, so uh, I know I got my eye on a few games. I'm interested to see what my tag team partner Bo Brock, what his eye is on, and what intrigues him the most. So Bo, uh, I'm gonna act like the home team, and I'm gonna let you go ahead and and be the leadoff batter and, and and let start us off with the first game in your six pack. Yeah,
0: my first game in the six pack for the wild card weekend is that Rams on the road at the Seahawks, the battle of the NFC West foes, and they did not disappoint in two games this season already we get round three between the Rams and the Seahawks. And, you know, I don't know if it's going to be Jared Goff under center. I don't know if it's going to be John Wolford. And there wasn't that big of a difference as far as Sean McVay's squad went in week 17 without Goff in the lineup. But, you know, that Rams defense is a difference maker. Anytime you have Aaron Donald, anytime you have Jalen Ramsey, one guy in the front end of the defense, one guy in the back end of the defense, and you've got an offense that's predicated on the forward pass like Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf, right. you know, it's just a strength for the strength, and that's why I'm excited about this matchup, queue. and I, I'm having a tough time picking which team
1: I want or not want to win, but who's going to come out victorious in this contest. Yeah, well, you know the thing about it, and you you know better than me. I mean, with this being an NFC West opponent, and like you said, facing each other now for the third time, it is never easy playing a team three times. It's difficult, as you know, with division games uh, having to play a team twice. Now they're going to square up for a third time, and so this one is really intriguing to me because of just that third time matchup. You know, you know, there's teams that they'll play one style one game, then they'll kind of switch things up in the second game, learn from their 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 mistakes or or what they did really well. In in the first game, in the second game. Now you got to almost go back to the drawing board for, for game three. Um, I am rolling with the Seahawks in this one. Cause I mean, as you know, all season long, it's, it's hard for me to go against Russell Wilson, but, uh, depending on who shows up at the, shows up at the quarterback position for the Rams. Uh, it could be a whole different battle.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, I don't think Walford's going to have as much success as he did in his pro day de- or his, his NFL debut. Cause this was a guy that was playing in the AAF, the defunct football league a season ago. But I, you, you just can't put your money on a guy like that going against the Seattle Seahawks, and it looks like Jamal Adams is going to be ready to go. And that defense played really well against the Rams a couple weeks ago on December 27th, where Seattle kind of dominated that game, and that had Jared Goff in the lineup when he did dislocate that thumb on uh, on a helmet. Um, yeah, you got, I think the the edge goes to the Seahawks here in one of the games of Saturday's triple header.
1: Yeah, I, I'm with you. I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun one for sure, and 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 it's a Saturday game, so that'll be that'll be a good way to get that weekend really going. I'm gonna go ahead and skip forward to Sunday for the first game in my six pack because this game, man, I got my eyes all over it, and that is the Baltimore Ravens and the Tennessee Titans. Uh, you want to talk about a game where you're gonna see a lot of the ground and pound? This is the game for you if that's what you like. If that's your bag, then this is exactly the game you need to be watching. I'm a big Derek fan, I'm still salty that the Raiders let him get to Tennessee when they had an opportunity to draft him in the second round of the draft, and uh, he, they end up going with Jahad Ward. Who? Jahad <laughs> Ward. They went with him, and he falls to Tennessee, and well, he's a 2,000-yard rusher, so uh, I'm a big Derrick Henry guy. I, I really like what he brings to the table. Um, I, I know that Baltimore is favorite in this game. Uh, I know that they also uh, use the ground game a lot. I know that, you know, more than one guy could run the rock in Baltimore. I totally get that. But man, when I look at this, it's hard for me. It's really, really hard for me to go against Derrick Henry. So this one is almost at the the top of the, the, the food chain for me as far as favorite game this upcoming weekend. And I, I think just because Derrick Henry and everything he's been able to do, I think I'm going to have to go with the Titans in this game. I,
0: I know he's built for this, Q. But there was a lot of mileage put on those tires and Derrick Henry down the stretch, including you know the Week 17 matchup, 34 carries for 250 yards yep. and two scores. I mean, is he going to be fresh enough to take on the load in this contest?
1: Roll Tide! That's what he's going to do. <laughs> That's what he's going to do. He's going to roll tide. He's gonna, You know, and it's funny because Tennessee, and this always made me scratch my head, man. I I never understood why when they drafted him, why they never used him so much. Remember when they drafted him, they had DeMarco Murray, and they so they didn't really use Derrick Henry. And then even uh, after they moved on from uh, DeMarco Murray, they still never really fed him the rock like I thought they should. Well, the last two seasons as Derrick Henry's led the league in rushing, they've used him. So he's still a young cat, man. He's still young. He's got five 200 plus yard games including that season finale that you mentioned against Houston where he went for 250 and eclipsed the 2000 yard mark I think he's got plenty of wear and tear still on his tires especially for a playoff run my biggest question in this game is can the Tennessee defense stop Baltimore
0: yeah and it, here's the thing and, and I hate to say it but if it comes down to it and, and you got to pick one of the two quarterbacks in this contest that has to make a big time throw to keep their get team in the game, to get in position for field goal range, or just have a game winning drive. I actually have more confidence in Ryan Tannehill in this contest than I do in Lamar Jackson. And I, and I know what Lamar Jackson brings to the table. I mean, this is just an incredible entertaining, just an electric kid. But as far as making the big time throws, Ryan and Tannehill had an awesome season, 33 touchdowns, seven, seven interceptions. I, I like Tannehill having that other, the ability in this offense for the Titans To make the plays and stretch it
1: downfield with his arm. Yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. And that's why I'm wrong with Tennessee in this game.
0: All right. Let's look at the last game on Saturday. And it's the team that uh, just by playing in the division, the NFC East (laughs) snuck into the playoffs. The Washington football team hosting Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Buccaneers, they are pretty big favorites in this game. And we'll talk to Chad Millman of the Action Network about this contest in a little bit. But... We'll see if Alex Smith is going to be the guy on their center. He's battling a calf injury in that, that leg that we all know about, just the uh, the gruesome injury he suffered two seasons ago and had 17 surgeries on. There's they're a different team with Alex Smith under center. Uh, Taylor Henicky has been taking some snaps, most of the snaps in practice for the Washington football team. But either way, either way you cut this one up, who's, who's ever under center or in the shotgun, whatever you want to call it, I still like the Bucks in this contest. You know, can Chase Young do what he's hollering about after they beat Philadelphia in the regular season finale and clinched that playoff spot, saying we want Tom? Uh, you might have bit off a little bit more than you you can chew there, Chase. Even though you're
1: capable of some big things, I, I love it. I love what Chase Young had to say. I, I don't. I want my defensive end, my alpha dog on that on that team. I want him to be like that. I want him to go after the goat. I, and, and look, I think he went after him. Uh, out of respect, and just, hey, this sure. is a young man's dream is to get to Tom Brady early and often. Um I, I, I want to go with Washington in this game so badly. I really do because of that defense, and I love what they're doing. I love the story. Like you mentioned, Alex Smith, I love the story, what Ron Rivera has had to deal with all year long uh, on and off the football field and uh, in his personal life and, and with the Washington football team who doesn't have a mascot for a reason. I mean, everything is like, man, what a great story. I'm happy that they won the NFC Least. I just don't think that they can overcome the lack of offense. You know, I just, sure. that's my only issue. I would love to say Washington, who I know is a big time underdog, like you mentioned, uh, has a chance to win this game. And they do defensively, but I just don't think they have enough firepower. So for that, I got to go with Tampa Bay. But man, I sure would like to pick Washington. It is
0: interesting when you look at the teams that were sub 500 that snuck into the playoffs and usually had the benefit of just winning the division, the last team to do it coached by ron rivera it was the carolina panthers in 2014 him and cam newton took out the arizona cardinals and then you also had of course the uh the earthquake game right it was the uh it was the seattle seahawks that were sub 500 so in recent history suggests that hey don't count
1: these sub 500 teams out in these
0: playoff games
1: Right, exactly, so uh, I'm definitely going to be interested in in watching that one, and I'm really hoping that, you know, that may be the game that I'm talking about on Monday, like, wow, I didn't see that one coming. Uh, I doubt it, but that's why they play the games. Uh, Let me get to the second game that I'm really intrigued by, and no, it's not the Bears and the Saints, I I think that's a big yuck, but... I'm going to skip that one. I'm going to go to the Sunday night game. Uh, this is a nice division rivalry right here. The Steelers and the Browns. The Browns, what a great story. Haven't made the playoffs forever. And as soon as they do, it's like, boom. By the way, we're going to take your head coach and we're going to take a bunch of players due to COVID. So stinks for the Browns. They got to move uh, forward uh, without their head coach. I don't understand why the NFL won't allow Stefanski to to somewhat coach or do what he's got to do, uh, interact with uh, his coaching staff from his house. I mean, the technology is clearly there. We saw Kirk Herbstreet uh, call the uh, one of the semifinal games in college football from his house as he's dealing with COVID-19. But somehow the NFL won't allow them to do that. So uh, Cleveland's going into this game, you know, with basically one arm tied behind their back. But it is a division game. The Steelers haven't looked that great. I know they're favored by six, um, but... And the, and the Browns have a heavy run game, man. And that's one thing that can work really well in the playoffs is that is that ground and pound, man. They got a two-headed monster. They got the offensive line to block for them. They can they can hook it up in a major way. But I just think, you know, without the head coach, it's just a little too much. So uh, I'm going to look at the Pittsburgh Steelers to take this one in advance in the playoffs.
0: What would Stefanski do? And you know exactly what that is, Q, and that's run the football. If there's ever any question, yep. you know, the, the, the powers that are going to be in place to make the decisions for the Browns is... Just rely on, on Nick Chubb, on Kareem Hunt, and that run game, and I don't think uh, I think that you can at least keep this one close enough yeah. to where the Browns have a shot, even though they're short handed as far as coaches and of course players. Would they have seven of their fifty three are active roster fifty three players on the active roster that are going to be out of this game because of COVID nineteen? And that's that's unfortunate because you know obviously the Brownies and their fans have been waiting a long time for this one. Uh, the other you know the other game we didn't mention. It's Colts-Bills. It's going to be the game that's going to kick off your wild card weekend. And, uh, you know, it's going to be Josh Allen at home hosting a game. Some of the Bills mafia is going to be in the, the stadium that day, taking on a, a Colts team that's pretty
1: hot. They are pretty hot, but I'll say, man, and this I, I probably should have let off with the Bills because that's a heck of a story as well, and they're playing some of the best football right now in the league. Um, but I kind of just looked at that game and thought, oh, that's a Buffalo dub. <laughs> you know, that's a win. You know, <laughs> That's one of those, like, when you're in the barbershop and, uh, and, and someone's looking across the room and they're like, hey, what do you think about this game? And then you hear homeboy in the corner be like, that's a dub. You know what I mean? Like, like it's just a, no, a no-brainer, in my opinion. The Colts are playing some good ball, but I think Buffalo, Josh Allen's doing a heck of a job. Uh, they don't really have a run game, but Josh Allen is the run game. Uh, defensively, they, they make things, they can make some things happen. Uh, I like Buffalo in that offense. There's a reason why their OC is getting head coaching attention uh, across the league for the open coaching spots. Uh, I, I like Buffalo in this game. I like them big. I mean, Buffalo
0: is a hail Murray away. DeAndre Hopkins going over three Buffalo defenders from winning 10 straight games going into the postseason. There's really nobody hotter. Even the Kansas City Chiefs can't say that that there's hot of a football team. The Buffalo Bills, they are a buzzsaw right now. It's the Locked On NFL podcast. Your boy Cubo Brock. We've got our guy Chad Millman coming up. He's going to shed some betting insight over these six games that we're going to watch over the weekend. We're going to get into that next.
1: It's the Locked On NFL podcast. Before we get into that, we do want to tell you about betonline.ag because there's a lot going on. We just went through a bunch of the playoff games. We'll get into some more with Chad Millman in just a hot minute. And so you know that's coming around the corner. The national championship game is coming around the corner. College basketball is in full effect. The NBA is back. There's all kind of action going on, going on, and you should be a part of it. So, Don't sit on the sidelines. That's boring. Get in on the action. Use, open up a free account today at betonline.ag. And while you're there, use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's going to help you get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Again, opening up your account at betonline.ag, that's free. And then if you use Locked On as your promo code, you're going to get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. It doesn't get too much better than that. It's like, It's like betting with free money, and I like doing everything for free, so it's all good. BetOnline.ag is your online sportsbook experts. If you're on social media, you can check them out today at BetOnline underscore AG. Take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for that free account and sign up for it today. Again, for the folks in the back row who might not have heard me, the homeboy at the barbershop that's yelling too loud and won't listen, it's Locked On, dummy. Locked On is the promo code. Sign up for your bonus today at BetOnline.ag. Segment number three, Chad Millman. He's coming up next.
0: It's Friday. Yeah, it's the Locked On NFL podcast. Bo Brock, your boy Q, hanging out with you. And as we do every week, we check in with our guy, Chad Millman, of the Favorites podcast, The Action Network. We've got your Wild Card weekend action in a full slate of games that I'm pumped for, ready to make some cash off of. And uh, Chad, looking at it. Let's kick things off here, man. In the, in the new year, the Colts, six-point dogs on the road against the Buzzsaw Buffalo Bills. And that high powered offense. Who do you like in this contest?
2: It is, it is super hard right now not to bet on the Buffalo Bills. And look, we had this game power rated at about seven. So the fact that the money has moved this number from seven down to six and a half down to six, like I am gonna be all in. And by the way, I'm you said six. I'm seeing mostly six and a half. So even at six and a half. Um, I am all in on the Buffalo bills in this game. Uh, it's not so much that their defense has been outstanding. It's a Josh Allen has just continued to outperform the market. Um, he's been incredibly accurate. He's been incredibly agile. He's been able to hit um, really challenging throws and he's been able to move the offense in sort of difficult circumstances Um and also, I'm just not sold on Philip Rivers' health right now. You get a toe injury like he had, and it lingers, and it sticks around, and it's, it really makes it challenging to do all the things that you need to do to throw effectively. And to do that at his age, and I'm not making light of this, at his age, in colder weather, when you're used to playing in a dome, it's just hard. Uh, and, it, and so, to me, those are all factors that play into liking the Bills quite a bit here.
1: Well, let me ask you about this one. This is uh, another extreme. How about Tampa Bay and the Washington football team? This is another uh, Saturday game. Uh, Tampa Bay minus eight. What are your thoughts on this one? Can Washington's football team, their defense, can they make this one a little bit more interesting?
2: Yeah, I think they can. Uh, The big question mark is the big questionable, which is Alex Smith, who is officially downgraded to questionable today. And I, I I will tell you, Uh, For much of the second half of the season, I've made quite a bit of money betting on Alex Smith, who I think he's just a professional football quarterback. And what I mean is he gets the job done. He knows how to move his team down the field. He's had success and he doesn't get credit for it at every single team that he's played on. He had the Niners on the way to the Super Bowl when he was benched for, for Colin Kaepernick. He had three Pro Bowl seasons with the Chiefs when he was benched for Patrick Mahomes. He had moved this team into a winning franchise when he broke his leg. And so the guy knows how to play. He knows how to win. Uh, if he's not playing, it's a bigger challenge me to want to bet on the Washington football team. If he's not playing, then I, then I think I would side with the under, the total in this game is 44 and a half. And um, look, you've got an incredibly potent front four for the Washington football team. And the, the challenges that Tom Brady has had this year, when he has that challenges, have been against top ten defenses. He's zero and four, and been against top ten pass rushing defenses. He's two and two, um, and he's got seven TDs and five picks, and he's got thirty three touchdowns against really bad defenses. So uh, I would go with the under here if Alex Smith is not playing.
0: He's been picking winners all season long. It's Chad Millman, the favorites, the podcast on the Action Network at Chad Millman on Twitter joins us here on on the Locked On NFL podcast. Let's wrap up Saturday and you talk about the total over under the lowest one of the weekend is the Rams and the Seahawks at 42 and the Rams are three point dogs in this contest on the road against Seattle. Who do you like in this matchup? And do you stay, do you stay away from that over under?
2: No, I actually feel like uh, betting the under here is a pretty good spot as well. The total is 42 and a half right now, 42 in some places. Um, I do not expect this to be, a high-scoring game. The Seahawks have become a run-heavy team in the last, say, second half of the season, Uh, and their defense has been lights out. Second half of the year, they have 36 sacks. That's the most in the NFL. Um, And so they got Carlos Dunlap, Jamal Adams, who's questionable. If he plays, they're even more potent as a defensive defensive unit. And Russell Wilson, like, he was an MVP candidate earlier in the year, but as the sort of running game became more solid. And as the running backs came back and got healthy, they've been much more conservative offensively. The Rams, of course the Rams are going to be running the ball. Like that's what they have right now. As good as John Wolford was against uh, Arizona this past weekend. And um, as, as sort of, if he's playing great or as Jared Goff has got a broken thumb on his throwing hand. Um, And either way, like, You're just not going to get a massive amount of offense from these teams. I don't mind taking the under here. I also don't mind taking the Seahawks. the, 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 The Rams have been sort of the wise guy play here. And the majority of the games have been closer than a field goal. But I just think the Seahawks are are a significantly better team than the Rams right now.
1: Yeah, I'm with you on that 100% like it. Let's turn our attention to Sunday. Why don't we, man? We got three good games coming up on Sunday, and this one's really intriguing. Might be one of the better ones on Sunday. Uh, how about the Baltimore Ravens and the Tennessee Titans? Derrick Henry, over 2,000 yards rushing. Baltimore Ravens, they're over 2,000 yards rushing. I mean, they are a whole rushing machine. So uh, there's going to be a lot of the ground game. The Baltimore Ravens, minus 3.5 in this game. Chad, how you feeling it?
2: I'm surprised that the Ravens opened as high as they did. And I think a little bit of this has to do with public perception. The Titans all season long have struggled while they had 11 wins. They certainly struggled and um, they did not sort of show up big in big games. And the Titans, when they beat the Texans sort of on a last second, you know, play by Ryan Tannehill, Um, I think that's lingering for the bookmakers. I think they think that's lingering in betters minds. Whereas the Ravens really started to dominate in the latter half of the year. Um, I'm not sold on Lamar Jackson, to be honest. And as good as he is with his legs, he did struggle throwing the ball this year. He has struggled. And I, I, I know it's a trope, but he has struggled in the high profile, bigger games, right? He was terrible in the playoffs last year. He was terrible against the Kansas city chiefs this year. Um, and, and sometimes when defenses clue in on what quarterbacks can do, you're just limiting their optionality. And I don't want to bet against Derrick Henry when he can run the ball 45 times and control the clock um, as a three and a half point underdog. So uh, I will be on the Tennessee Titans in this game.
0: Second game on Sunday, it's the Chicago bears on the road taking on the New Orleans saints. And this was a game that we saw go to overtime earlier this season, but the saints getting quite the edge on Sunday, they are ten-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, you, you like Chicago at all? Maybe cover that one.
2: Well, I have to, uh, but it's a hold-your-nose-and-bet game. Uh, yeah. The number is just way too big. If it were eight, eight-and-a-half, I'd probably either side with the stains or stay away. But the number's getting out of control. And if you're getting double digits against a team that has a defense that has been as good as the Bears, um, it's going to be really hard not to play that also there is sort of, you know, you want to protect against the backdoor cover and uh, as bad as Mitch Trubisky is, and he's not very good throwing the ball downfield. um, And he's only been good against really bad teams and bad defenses. Neither of which uh, can, can be used to describe the saints uh, with three minutes left. If this team is down by, you know, 17 points and it's out of reach, I could see the Bears sort of sneaking in the back door.
1: Wow. This is, that's going to be a good one. That's going to be a really interesting one. And then uh, for the finale for Sunday evening, man, it's the game that we all are kind of looking at and shaking our head. The Browns down their head coach, Kevin Stefanski, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh right now minus six against the Browns who just, well, I guess they're just happy to be there. Uh, Chad, how are you feeling this one?
2: Yeah. You know, it's so interesting, right? The the game opened at three and a half and then the news about Kevin Stefanski having COVID and not being able to coach in that game comes out and the game immediately jumps up to five and a half. Now it's at six. It's kind of leveled off there. Um, I'm a little surprised by that. I thought it would keep going all the way up to seven. I still like the Steelers at minus six. Um, I think they're just a better team mm-hmm. and the Browns this year, like as an 11-win team, they still had a negative point differential. So it's not a, like and, – and they just beat this team, a Steelers team, 24-22, got outgained by Mason Rudolph um, and made the Steelers' defense look relatively healthy when the Steelers have looked terrible the last five weeks of the year. So uh, I think there's a lot of advantages for the Steelers here, um, both in the talent point of view and now in the coaching point of view.
0: Chad, on the eve of the wild card playoffs, there's a lot of good team or as far as teams with maybe uh that you can find a lot of value with as far as Super Bowl champions. Is there any sneaky good team that you're looking at that you're gonna throw some money down on that uh would be great value to throw down to, to win the Super Bowl?
2: So I did put some money down on the Bills, and I did put some money down on the Bears, and I did do a um Bills Packers Super Bowl matchup bet, and um, the one team that sort of everybody is talking about right now that the books are most afraid of are the Bucks. Uh, there's just been a lot of money coming in on the Bucks at ten to one. I probably favor the Seahawks at fourteen to one. If I were to make one more bet before I bet on the Bucks, so th- that th- those are the places I'd start looking.
0: There you have it. The guy's been making us money all season long. It's Chad Millman. Follow him on Twitter at Chad Millman. Of course, listen to his podcast, The Favorites, part of the Action Network. Chad, let's make some money this weekend, my friend. Let's do it, fellas. There's Chad, and uh, hopefully, giving you some great insight as far as the wild card weekend action goes. It was odd to have him on and not him talk trash about your Raiders.
1: Yeah, you know and at some point, man, he's going to come on over to the dark side and I know he, uh, you know I heard that there was a little bit of a rumor that he may have lost a little bit of money because he bet against the Raiders, so maybe that's why he's salty with them, but I think at some point, man, a little bit more work, I'm going to get him back to the silver and black side.
0: Yeah, that's a fresh wound if those rumors are true so it's, uh, your, your struggle be- continues with Chad and winning him over and bringing him over to the silver and black. It's been a fun week of show for the Locked On NFL podcast. Make sure you're checking out Q and Lee Sterling on a daily basis as far as Locked On Bets go. It's great, just what, 10, 12-minute podcast that gets you ready for those bets of the day. Uh, you guys are doing a great job, Q. Looking forward to uh, it. You got one right now for Friday. Um, Q, big games this weekend, man. Looking forward to it.
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. It's playoff times. It's, it's it's go time. You know what I mean? It's been a fun season. Uh, neither one of our teams are in the playoffs, but it's all good. You know, it is time to pay attention and really lock in because uh, th- this is, like I say, go time, and it doesn't get any better than this. It should be a fun weekend, and I guarantee on Monday we're going to say, whoa, I didn't see that coming. I don't know where that's coming from, but I guarantee we say that on Monday.
0: It's inevitable as far as the NFL postseason is concerned, and Peter Bukowski is going to have that for you on this very podcast, the Locked On NFL podcast. We'll talk to you guys next Friday. Enjoy the weekend games.